Marketing podcast. I am Stuart Butler and I am joined today by the Italian Mafia. I have the Russian Italian, Misha Bakikio. Hello, everyone. And I have the regular Italian and my favorite of all the condiments, Pete DeMeo. Ciao. Ciao. I'm Italian. So I need to say nice. And we today are going to be discussing mobile apps for hotels. It's a big topic. They're were over 179 billion apps downloaded last year on that various app stores. I think only about 170 billion of those were Candy Crush. But some of those were hotel apps, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So the reason this is really important is I think we're at the infancy. Um, we're seeing that hotels are beginning to launch first-generation apps. So let's think of those similar to first-generation websites. There's a lot of improvements that can be made, for example. But we recently did a study to over 2,000 consumers and some of the questions we asked were related to apps. And we asked them, for example, if early check-in or check-in in general was available via a mobile app, would you do it? And over 50% of people said yes, they would. And these are leisure travelers, not business travelers. And the other question, which I thought was even more interesting, was if late checkout were available to purchase, so you would actually pay for late checkout, would you do it? And almost two thirds of people said they would. And I don't know about you guys, but I've always wanted the ability to have late checkout and I'd, I'd be willing to pay for it nine out of 10. So having that available in a mobile app would be awesome. So mobile apps are big, right? Absolutely. Um, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the landscape, the types of mobile apps that are out there for the travel industry and then how hotels can kind of get in there as well. Well, yeah, to start with, like Stuart said, the mobile apps, especially for the travel tourism industry, specifically hotels, is in its infancy. And right now, the share of the mobile device is really being dominated by air travel. So the major air carriers have a great adoption. Over 60% of travelers already have an airline app of some kind on their phone. That's followed up by OTAs, which is just under 55% of the Customers who travel have some type of OTA app on their phone, be it Expedia, Priceline, whatever. You name the app, they, they will have it on their phone. The issue that we find is hotels, individual hotels, and even the flagged hotels are only have about a 39% penetration of the traveler market. That's really where the opportunity lies, but that's also one of the challenges is for the individual properties to make sure that they're growing that market share. Yeah, and we see the flags are beginning to make some inroads, and they have a huge advantage, right, because they've also got the loyalty thing going for them that OTAs have. But, um, yeah, we focus a lot on the independent hotels, and some of them are beginning to get into this space as well. Um, Misha, I think you've recently had some experience, though, with some, some mobile apps on some recent travels. Yes, so I actually just went to Charleston for a wedding last weekend and we stayed at the Extended Stay America and I, you know, being the hotel marketer I am, decided to see if they had an app and there was an app for both Choice Hotels in general and then Extended Stay had their own dedicated app. So I thought, perfect, let me go ahead and download this bad boy and see what it's all about. And on the way to the hotel, I just automatically thought, oh, let me see if I can go ahead and check in. We're a little ahead of schedule. Lo and behold, there's no way to check in. Um, so it wasn't really useful at that point. And then as, you know, I was getting into the app and checking it out, 
there really wasn't much to it. You could find a location and book on the app, but there was no way to early check in. Um, you had mentioned that um, some features that people had expressed interest in, one of them being late checkout, Sunday after the wedding, I would have paid to be able to sleep in a bit longer. Um, so that wasn't available. So there was uh, you know, a lot of things that would have made my joy more, you know, my stay more enjoyable um, and made the app more useful, but it just, it wasn't there and it was essentially useless and I just deleted it. Yeah, and hotels have to be very careful about that. You know, it's very tempting to rush in and be one of the early adopters, get an app out there so you can say, hey, look, I have an app. But if that app is not doing more than your website can do and it's not meeting and exceeding the guest expectations, it's almost better to shelve that until you can build an app that's going to resonate with your customers. Yeah, another example of that, we have another colleague here that she had stayed, it was an independent hotel and they developed their own app. And she said that the whole app was gated. So basically, unless you had a confirmation number, you couldn't use any of the features within the app. She had booked through an OTA, so she didn't have an, a confirmation number at the property. So she had downloaded the app, wanted to you know plan out spa treatments and other things that would have generated revenue for the property, but she couldn't because everything was gated. Uh, so that's a mistake that we're seeing a lot of folks get into. And, and a lot of that is coming from the, them, like you said, trying to jump on a bandwagon, trying to get in as an early adopter. They're doing it themselves often in-house or, or freelancing out the development um, versus looking at, there's a lot of products out there on the market that offer turnkey solutions for hotels, which have a lot of the features that the consumers need already baked in. Yeah, because to go out and build an app on your own, a proper hotel app can easily cost six plus figures. It's an expensive proposition, so you know, finding a platform that you can build your independent hotels app on top of is usually the best way to go. Yeah, especially when you consider that the marketplace as it is, you know, we got 80 plus percent of penetration is on an Android device, 15, 20 percent is is iPhone, and then trailing behind is, is Windows with 2 percent or less of the market. So at a minimum, you've got to build an app for the Apple Store and for Google Play Store. Maybe Windows, maybe not quite yet, but that's going to shift. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of people projecting the, the Windows Mobile could be as much as 5 or 10% within a couple of years. So you've got to think about these things. And if you're going to develop the apps yourself in-house, that's a lot of infrastructure costs. That's a lot of maintenance costs. That's a lot of updating for the newest OS, things like mm -hmm. that. So, and like, like you said, I mean, you may have, I think you said, what, 5 to 10 people will have downloaded or purchased a Windows phone in the next <laughs> 10 years. So we want to make sure they have an app as well. Uh, but the hotels need to also understand that when you are building an app, the customers are already acquainted with the OTA apps. They're already acquainted with the airline apps. So you don't want to necessarily go into that market with only a fraction of the benefits that those other apps have. you got to jump on it, but you also have to make sure that you have the tool set that's really going to make the customer smile. Yeah, and it's hard to compete because you look at something like um, Expedia. We talked about this a couple of episodes ago on this podcast, but the Expedia app allows you to book a hotel literally in four clicks and a swipe. You can pick a destination, a property, a room, confirm and swipe, and you've paid for it. You know, it's very convenient. If, if I'm a con consistent traveler and I go to different places, I'm probably gonna be loyal to that. Mm -hmm. But if you're in a, a situation where you're a repeat destination, you have a high percentage of repeat visitors to your destination and particularly to your property, then you should try to get the same benefit to the consumer and offer them either loyalty programs or some kind of convenience 
for using your app yeah. versus going to an OTA or even using your website or picking up the phone. Yeah, and I think the one big benefit that the independent hoteliers have compared to particularly the OTAs is they're the only ones checking that customer in. So they're the only ones that have the ability to personally sell through the benefits of their hotel's app. If it's the like checkouts, if it's the activities around the pool or whatever else it might be, the ability to schedule a spa treatment from your phone. That front desk and your communications with your own guests are gonna be the most powerful tool to drive interest in your app. Right. Now, one of one of the questions we kind of, or the debates we get into a lot, and, and I've shifted my opinion on this over the years, but it used to be, why do I need a mobile app? Like, what can it do for me that the, the mobile website can't? And, um, you know, you kind of touched on this a little bit already, Pete. You said that your mobile app should do things that your mobile website can't. So what in your, you guys, what are your opinions on some of the must-have features? If you're a independent hotel, you're looking to get into the app game, what are some of those features that you think are, are critical to success? So I think one of the ones for me, and perhaps not everyone, I know there's a lot of um, you know, guests that prefer to talk to a person like to their face, like they want to rant or compliment or whatever, but you know, not having to deal with people is a convenience these days. You know, so whether that means a concierge service that you can, um, you know, get more pillows or more towels or whatever it is, or ordering um, food to a restaurant to go, or just you know, taking out those interactions and just creating that convenience and not having to deal with other people, I think is really important. I think a lot of people appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. And I, I think the first place that that starts is the mobile check-in. You know, that's the first thing that a customer's typically do when they get to a property mm -hmm. and it's typically the most boring not fun part of your whole vacation so if you can bypass that step and have somebody greet them at the at the you know check-in check-in station when they drive their car up saying oh hi mr butler it's good to see you mm -hmm. i see you've already checked in swipe their credit card on a tablet and say you're off to your room that's going to make that guest avoid having a not pleasant experience, but also give them something very happy that they got to miss that and now they're spending more time with their family. Yeah, and, and for other guests too, it's helpful. You know, there, there's nothing worse, and I've done this, I've got two young kids. We travel for a few hours to our destination, we get to the hotel, and then we have to stand in line. And we have to wait for the person in front of us that's checking in that has to fill out a registration card and one of those questions inevitably is, give us your license plate number. Mm -hmm. Then they have to leave the front desk, go outside, check their license plate number, come back. And meanwhile, I'm standing there. The reservationist is doing nothing. So from, a, from an efficiency standpoint, from a convenience standpoint, from a um, customer satisfaction standpoint, that, that check-in solves a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. So I agree with you guys. I think that's a must-have. What else? What else should they have on I there? I think just information it needs to be really informative i mean and this taps into the efficiency too but the less questions that you have people coming up to your front desk asking or calling the more they can focus on doing their job i mean and even when i was at the extended stay i had a question about the breakfast um they had a grab and go breakfast which if anybody ever stays there is code for Nutrigrain bars and coffee <laughs> but i was curious about what they had for breakfast in the morning because mm -hmm. to me that's not a sufficient breakfast so i ended up going grabbing something else but having that information on the app you know would have cleared up a lot of confusion yeah and even things like menus and, and you know for room service and mm -hmm. uh, contact information opening hours for the spa that kind of information directions like any question you've ever gotten from a guest they should be able to answer it on the app yep. pretty much yeah. all the common stuff that people ask all the time 
Yeah, and there's so many opportunities, especially for a great concierge pl- uh, part of that app, to where you know, even those questions that have never been asked before, hey, I need to find a good place to eat in the next 20 minutes. To be able to send a message to the concierge stand with that question is really going to make your guest happy. There was a, a new or a new feature to the Hotels Tonight app that was unveiled in beta last year, but it's really just kind of hitting the market now. It's called Aces, mm-hmm. and it lets you, wherever you are, if you're staying at one of those properties, ask a question to their global team of concierge and get a local response immediately. And that's what guests are expecting. And that's that thing that your website can never do, but having that app in your hand, it makes you a very loyal customer. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about some of the features that, that are really going to matter to the hotel owners and operators, and that's revenue generating. Uh, we talked a little bit about efficiencies and customer satisfaction, but in my mind, one of the most or the, or the largest opportunities for the app is you now have a direct one-to-one communication channel with your guest while they're on property. Mm-hmm. So what are some things that properties can do to help drive RevPAR for every consumer that comes to their property if they're, if they're really pushing the app? Well, I think you already touched on one, which is late checkout. You know, if we can get a percentage of our guests checking out an hour later and we have the availability the next day or just the housekeeping staff to, you know, crunch those rooms through the system before the next guy checks in, you can immediately add, I mean, the test that we did say people would be more than happy to pay 20 bucks more, you know, for a late checkout. So there's a lot of opportunity there. Yeah, and it goes beyond late checkout too. You could even do extended stays, right? So mm-hmm. a day before, if you see that their room is, is available for an extra, the night after they check out, why not give them a discounted rate to stay an extra night? Who doesn't want to stay longer on their vacation, right? So if I get it while I'm on vacation and it's only an extra, hey, I've already spent $1,000 or whatever my whole vacation was, ah, what's another 50 bucks or 100 bucks? Yeah. So you can really drive uh, RevPAR and increase um, occupancy as well through just push notif- simple push notifications that in a lot of cases can be automated. There's no management of that. You can check the PMS in real time and, and check to see if that works for your operations and then send an mm-hmm. automated push notification. Yeah, we were doing a training yesterday for a group of hotels that have recently gotten the Guest Express app and the F&B team was in the training and seeing their head, their ideas start coming out and their gears start spinning with how it can be used was really exciting because immediately the food and beverage people who are sitting there at a restaurant with nobody sitting in their tables mm-hmm. says, wait a minute, so you can tell me I can have a mystery happy hour, push message that out to the people who are on property and immediately have people in my bar. You, you could tell they were actually excited because they knew that was going to change their bottom line. Oh, yeah. I think the push notifications are, you know, a really great feature. You can have, you know, a blast out to everybody. You can get, you know, more granular and start segmenting that. But, you know, like you said with the restaurant, if you see a soft spot, you know, send out a message, you know, for a special or a free appetizer to the first 10 people or whatever it may be. Or, you know, you've got a kids club thing going on and it's $10 a mm-hmm. kid, you know, sending a blast out to all the parents. I mean, there's a lot of opportunities and it's really up to the hotel just to you know understand and be creative with how they can use this to their best potential yeah so so yeah so i think pushing people to on property amenities that generate revenue is great but and then also as a convenience for the consumer just letting them know what is going on if you have events going on that maybe aren't monetized i think that can help the the customer experience as well um, improves that communication channel, includes guest satisfaction. 
the other thing we've seen some of our clients dabble in with the mobile app is additional services. So stuff brought to their room. And you talked about some free stuff, Misha, like, hey, I need a pillow, et cetera. But, you know, you, this could be an extension of room service. And, and you could bring them anything from, you know, an umbrella for the, the beach to um, chocolates and champagne. And there's some um, hotels, and I can't recall which ones, but they um, their target audience was more millennials. It was a more modern extension of a bigger brand. But they had all of these different um, packages that you could order. So one of them, I mean, for millennials, one of them was like a, it might have been a beach package, or one of them mm-hmm. was like a, a late night package or a hangover package. I mean, it kind of fit <laughs> their audience. But they had all these little packages, and they were, you know, maybe 10, 15, 20 bucks. But, you know, just a button on the app you could push. And you would get this cute little package delivered to you, which, I mean, wasn't cheap, but it's convenient. And, you know, it was at some points necessary. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. We're entering an age where people almost desire less and less face-to-face attention, but they demand more and more personal attention. You know, so kind of it's yeah. a, you, you can't have both except for in some cases where if they push a button and room service shows up and they don't have to explain to somebody what they want they can just you know hit a button and get it yeah yeah and technology is going to play a big part as that that evolves for sure um the other thing is you can drive to partners off-site too so you sell show tickets or you have a partnership with off-property restaurants so if you're if you're a small hotel you don't have an on-site restaurant you can cut a deal with local vendors and drive you know people to them and monetize that maybe offer discounts maybe get um, some kind of kickback Mm-hmm. And we've seen people doing that where they're, they're really driving significant traffic to local businesses and reaping the benefits from that, which is something they couldn't benefit from before because they couldn't communicate with their guests while they were during their stay. Yeah. And that was one thing that came up in our training yesterday as well is the tours and groups team really liked that idea. It's like, oh, you mean I can go ahead and just send out a push message to everybody that they need to be on the bus in five minutes and save countless hours of you know hunting people down Mm -hmm. Uh, you had the pool people who made a comment oh I can just push out a message that the pool is going to be closed between this hour and this hour so I don't have to put flyers up all over the elevators so there's a lot of individual things that really will help Mm -hmm. give the guests a better stay and also drive more revenue yeah we had one recently where a client um, they were gonna have a fire alarm and and you have to call people if you want to notify them a lot of people don't bother they just say hey maybe a check-in they'll not mention it but they sent the push notification, and at least I think they had about 50% of the folks that were on property at the time had downloaded the app, and they knew that there was a fire alarm. So it, it cut down on complaints significantly. Um, okay, so <clears throat> those are some things uh, that can monetize. There's also other convenience things, especially if you you have groups. Like you mentioned, that hey, people getting on the bus. But say you hold events, whether that's um, you know business events or, or reunions, like Misha touched on, you can segment consumers within the app based on any information you have in the PMS and target them with with push notifications. So in the case of, hey, there's there's some kind of group meeting going on right now, the next session's about to start, and here's information on that session. Real convenient. I went to a, 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 um, a conference recently, and they had that um, functionality. It was really helpful for me. I didn't have to keep thinking about, okay, when's the next thing? They would continually update me, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, and I feel like SMS messaging, you know, text messaging, push notifications, it used to be perceived as an annoyance and it was kind of a no-no, but now it's so ingrained in our everyday functionality that Mm -hmm. it's 
people are fine with it. You know, they'd much rather receive a quick little text and have to go through their email or get a phone call. Yeah, and I think it depends on the context, right? I, th- I think where I draw the line is if it's soliciting something. Mm-hmm. You know, if I get if I get a push notification trying to sell me or a text trying to sell me, it's annoying. But if it's something that's trying to help me. Oh, yeah, if it's useful. Yeah, um, like informing me of something mm-hmm. I didn't know, then I, I'm all about that. Oh, yeah. that. That's the fastest way to get me because I've always got my phone on me. Yeah, I mean, it's relevance. If a customer's on property, they checked in, and then two hours later, they get an automatic push message saying, I hope your check-in process went well. If you have anything in your room that you find is unsatisfactory, mm-hmm. just click here and let our concierge know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those messages are the help messages that aren't necessarily selling anything, mm-hmm. but your guests want those. They want to know that you're thinking about them. Right. So we talked about the operational benefits. We talked about monetizing the app. The other thing is how it can help you and your um, reputation. So one of the things that a lot of properties have been doing for a long time is sending post-day satisfaction surveys, trying to understand you know what people like, what they didn't, and then encouraging them to go make good positive reviews or dealing with problems before they write bad reviews. So this to me is another opportunity to get that guest to give you feedback before they go to the dreaded TripAdvisor and, and blast you online, mm-hmm. right? So like you said, a post-day um, notification via the app where the survey is very simple and within the app so it's very um, frictionless for that consumer just to click a couple of buttons and give you some feedback and then encourage them hey you had a great stay that's great we would really appreciate it to go review us or hey my stay sucked okay someone's going to contact you we'll, yeah. we'll deal with this yeah and even if someone's stay did suck mm-hmm. but you ask them about it several times during the process and mm-hmm. you tried to make it right mm-hmm. When they, it comes time for them to leave that TripAdvisor review, they're going to know that that property did everything they could to make it better. And even if they didn't have the best day, it may not be a great review, but you can tell that customer is going to go easy on you. It, it could influence them for sure. And I think that's the other opportunity. You know, with, with email, most consumers are not going to be checking the email during their stay. But you can do that during stay touch point where you're just like, hey, is there anything you need? You know, we're here to serve you. So sending them that push notification and just not only just post check-in, hey, do you need anything in your room? Was your room satisfactory? But midway through the vacation too saying, hey, don't forget we're here if you need us. We hope you're having a great time. Mm -hmm. If you're not, let us know. We'll fix it. Yeah. I mean, it is the hospitality industry and this is a tool to help us make us more hospitable to our guests. Yeah. And, you know, as we all know, if you can just... If you can just nudge people a little bit more into the satisfaction category and reduce the number of negative reviews, that can reap huge rewards, not only in your ranking on TripAdvisor and the other review platforms, but also on your ADR. Because yeah. the higher your reviews and you're ranked, the more you can demand as, as a price. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the things that we've all been talking about is on property, the great things that an app can bring to a property. The one thing that everyone has to keep in mind is unlike other marketing the app is a ground level technology. That is where the pool guy, the front desk, the maintenance team, everyone has a stake in selling the app and delivering to customers based on app feedback. You know, so it's it's something where everybody has to be aware of it. They have to have we have to have buy-in by the entire team and not just that marketing level. Yeah, and we you know, we've been preaching this to a lot of folks for a long time, which is Operations and marketing are becoming more and more intertwined every day, especially with the transparency that exists now on the internet with consumers being able to say, you know, the fact my room was dirty or that the pool was out of 
commission while my st- I stayed, that negatively impacted me. I'm going to leave a negative review. Mm-hmm. That means that operations has to be very aware of the impact they're having on the consumer and marketing has to be very aware of how operations is performing and the app is really the where all of that meets together and training is one of the things that i think hotels have to realize if they are going to invest in an app they have to invest in training all of their staff from front desk general managers all the way down to the cleaning staff the maintenance crew everyone that interacts in any way with the consumer's experience they have to know about the app know its impact know how to leverage it to help improve the customer experience yeah i mean nothing's worse than a customer submitting a concierge request but the management never communicating to concierge that they need to check an email or check a notification you end up turning a great benefit into something that could be a negative experience yeah so that buy-in and changing the the hotel team's mindset is a critical part of making that app successful for sure and we've seen that happen you know it it takes some time and it takes them a little bit of face-to-face and a little bit of education but from our experience we are seeing that the whole team is buying into it oh yeah when you when you see it start clicking you have you have buy-in and it helps yeah and especially when you give examples you know i was meeting with some folks last week and we were talking about a case study with, with another client of ours they're a 200 unit property and we were looking at January and February data, they'd had over 1,500 downloads of their app in just January and February. And this was off season for them. And of that 1,500 downloads, they'd had over 350 mobile check-ins. So that's 350 people that didn't have to wait in line at their front desk. That's That streamlined operation, cut down on frustration, made the, the front desk's life easier. But we also looked at the data related to how many requests were coming from guests wanting stuff. And so it blew them away when they're looking at the people. This isn't a futuristic product. This is something that people want now. And if you have it, people will use it now. Right. So um, but educating, showing people where it works, that that's critical. All right. Let's talk a little bit. We've got a few minutes left. So let's jump um, briefly into kind of where we think apps are going. Like what, what are some things we've seen people do that's a little innovative or where do we think, um, like we mentioned, we touched on at the very beginning, this is the infancy of apps. We're in generation one, you know, of mobile apps, especially for hotels. Um, it's been around a little longer for, for airlines, like you said, but for hotels, we're learning this. Everyone's kind of in a, at the ground level. So what are some things you see that are happening that are gonna be happening in the near future? You know, I think you touched on one of them at the beginning of the podcast, and that was promoting your partners, the off-property partners. And Hilton is doing a really cool thing. They partnered with Uber. So from the Hilton app, you can call for an Uber directly from that app. The cool thing, other than that, the nice thing about that is on the Uber side, now you can find Hiltons and reserve Hiltons directly from the Uber app. So you end up having you know, two really complementary services that don't compete with each other mm-hmm. coming together and making two apps that are way better than they would have been independently. You know, so I think partnership, working with non-accommodation partners that you have in your local market is going to be a big thing now, but it's going to be monumental moving forward. You want to start looking for that. Yeah, I agree for sure. And integration is critical. 
We're also seeing some other big boys out there making some, some they're doing some testing in this space. Google in the last few days, there's a lot of buzz about their Google trips, which is real interesting to me. I don't really fully have a grasp of it yet, but from my understanding, it's a, it's a complete vacation planning tool. And we know that Google's already kind of dominating a lot of that related to search, but now they're going after the mobile space too. And they're, they're even to the point where they'll check your, if you link up your email address, your Gmail account, they'll check to see what you've booked. So if you've booked flights, you've booked hotels, you've booked tickets, that will go on an itinerary automatically in your um, Google Trips mobile app. And then you can add other stuff to it. So I think that's kind of cool. It's, it's, it's more of a holistic um, app than just the, the hotel app. So the hotels have really got to focus on building that loyalty. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another place that things are going to evolve, where independent mm-hmm. hotels and chains are going to continue to push reasons for people to come back to them yeah to book direct with them versus the ota which we touched a lot on a couple of episodes ago in this podcast but that's another trend i see is where where folks are really trying to build on that loyalty aspect yeah you know from a social perspective this exists in other apps in travel spaces but not necessarily hotels in particular but shipmate is an app that we've had coworkers that have used and it has a, a very good social aspect to it where you can see who's on the cruise with you, connect with other families, connect with other people, interact with them, share your photos, share your experiences. And I think that's going to be you know more of a thing that we're seeing in the hotel space where especially in a destination like Myrtle Beach or you know the Caribbean, wherever it may be, but you're there for a couple days or a week or more and you're there with other families, other people and just wanting to meet people while you're there and sharing your experience with, with them. I, I can definitely see that being you know a big component of these hotel apps. Yeah, and then you know the other thing that's coming fast is um, using your mobile device to unlock the room. Starwood's already t- piloting this at some of their properties. A lot of other folks, um, our own app, Guest Express, is, is, you know, we're integrating with some of the, the lock companies. But I think that's the other thing. Right now, a lot of people still have to check in and go to the front desk to pick up keys. But yeah. we're really close to that being universally accept- accessible where people can bypass the front desk completely. Yeah, and that's really not a technology barrier. It's more of a hardware barrier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the cost to put in those type of locks is, is pretty expensive. And as hotels roll over to, you know, the next you know, generation of locks, you're going to have that capability. A lot of times you'll find that the apps are capable of supporting, you know, the, the unlock technology, but it's getting the, the hardware in place. And, you know, the latest generation of iPhones have that capability. Androids have had it for a generation or so. So once your phones are able to, to send that unlock signal and the lock is able to accept it, mm-hmm. the apps are going to be ready. Yeah, and then beyond just the locks, it could become uh, a form of payment too. Mm-hmm. So you, you tie your, your app to your reservation. You can start using your phone almost like a magic band at Disney where you can buy anything on property um, with your phone. Yeah. And the magic bands are amazing. <laughs> when we were down there, everything stayed in the room. And you had that band on and you had your key, your tickets to the parks, everything. Yeah, and we just went to Disney for the first time this year with, with the kids. And um, I, I love the convenience of the magic band. My bank account didn't love the magic band. <laughs> but you band. don't know that until you're home. <laughs> but I was happy to spend money, you know. Yeah. Anywhere I could because it was just it was frictionless. And you've got the kids grabbing your arm. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> yeah. kids have their own. So when Stuart got home, he realized Ben oh, spent no. four hundred dollars at the <laughs> gift shop. Yeah. Well, luckily they let the the kids ones. You can disable them from the credit <laughs> yeah. card, which otherwise I would have been in very yeah. 
yeah. very big trouble. A thousand dollars of ice cream would not have yeah. gone Where'd well. Where'd you get that balloon? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so we're running um, low on time. We probably got we had a lot of questions on Twitter. Um, and remember, any anytime you want, you can hit us up on Twitter at Fuel Travel and ask us any kind of hotel marketing related question. We'll try to answer it on these podcasts. But um, let's let's pick one from this week, Misha. Sure. So we had a really good question from Matt P. He asked, how do I get people to download my hotel's mobile app? Great question. We get that question a lot. And Pete, I know you, you'd written a blog about this topic, right? So, Yeah, absolutely. So this was a, a little while ago we put this together. But there's a lot of different ways. If you, it's an independent hotel, you have the ability to speak to that consumer starting off via email, but then through the entire planning and shopping and buying process, you can be promoting that app. So if they visit your hotel's website on their phone, you can immediately prompt them with a smart banner at the top that you know, says, hey, would you like to, instead of using the website, would you like to view this property's app? It takes them right to the app store to download it. If they already have the app, it just says, go ahead and open this website in the app. So that's the first thing you can do. But then also during that person's buying process, constantly promoting the app pre-arrival emails, express check-in emails, on property, and probably the the broadest reach you'll be, you're going to be able to get is your social exposure. Yeah, so I mean really from my perspective it's a full corporate press. Like any place that you're touching your consumer, you need to be talking about the benefits of the app. Not just that you have an app, but here's how the app benefits you. And I think it, it starts like you said when people first hit the mobile site, but even on the desktop site, when they made a purchase, that confirmation page, you gotta mm-hmm. have something there. If you just made a purchase, you're primed for downloading the app. Here's why, you get remote check-in, maybe there's benefits that, that no one else gets, maybe you get an earlier check-in if you use the app. Um, pre-arrival emails, dedicated emails. And the other thing we've seen a lot is folks are promoting it on property. Because a lot mm-hmm. of people think, well, if I miss that, that check-in from the mobile device, then where's the value? Well, again, the values in convenience that we talked about, monetizing, increasing the ADR, guest satisfaction. So just because they've already checked in, that doesn't mean you don't want to push the app still. So well, at check-in, tell them about that. Yeah, especially, especially for, you know, and, and God forbid you're not one of the people we talked about on the earlier podcast about OTAs, but if you have 20, 30% of your guests coming via an OTA, that's the very first time you're going to get to understand who that person is. Mm-hmm. You know, so letting them understand, hey, if you book direct, you can get all the value in the app. But if even if you didn't book direct, let me go ahead and see if I can get you set up to, to start using it. Yeah, and we've got one, one client that they're giving a, a specific discount at their restaurant if you have the app. Mm-hmm. So they're telling everyone that comes in from an OTA, they come and check in, the reservationists are trained to say, thank you for booking with Expedia, there are benefits from booking direct. We're willing to give you those benefits. If you download our app, we'll send you a dedicated push notification, which will give you 10% discount at the restaurant during your stay. So that kind of um, marketing messaging can really help change the perception of the consumer, change their behavior. Um, but really to answer Matt P's question, I think what we're all saying is every way you have the ability to communicate with a consumer, tell them about the benefits of the app. And, and one last thought on that, it's a revolving door. The guy you told about the app yesterday has already checked out the property. 
you have to keep repeating that message over mm-hmm. and over and over again. It's not enough to say, oh, I tweeted out that I have an app last week. You need to constantly do that. You need to make it part of your social plan, your email plan, your guest relations plan, and everything else. Yeah, it needs to be integrated in everything you do. Agreed. All right, well, that's about all the time we had for today. Um, thanks for listening. Again, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, on SoundCloud, on Google Now, and Stitcher. Uh, we'd love to hear your questions. So if you want to submit your questions to us on Twitter at Fuel Travel, and uh, if you have ideas for topics too, we'd love to hear them. So hit us up on Twitter. Uh, Pete, where can they find you on the web? They can find me at Pete Mayo, which is P- my first initial P, D-I-M-A-I-O. And Misha, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, not on Skype, because I will not add you, but you can <laughs> find me on Twitter at Marketing Misha. That's at marketing, and then my name, M-E-I-S-H-A. And then you can find me, Stuart Butler, on Twitter, at Stuart Butler, which is S-T-U-A-R-T-B-U-T-L-E-R. And thanks again for listening. Please subscribe. Please leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, we'll see you later.